On Sananda, Jesus, by John Armitage. I'm just going to say a bit about Sananda. Someone was asking who he is. We tend to think everybody knows what we consider to be basic. He was Jesus. He was just called Jesus in that lifetime. I mean, he did cause quite a, a stir during that lifetime when he was Jesus. People are still talking about it now. It really shows he made an impression on the consciousness of human beings. He was 30 years old when he started doing his stuff. Previous to that, he was clearing his stuff. He'd been studying with various kinds of monks, yogis, magicians, including Tibetans and Druids, Indians, and many others. He was very, very well-traveled. His uncle was Joseph, Joseph of Arimathea, who had all the setup necessary for traveling because he was a commodity trader. He knew about taking caravans to China. He had boats. He knew about navigation. Contrary to popular belief, people were sailing around the world long before people nowadays have an inkling that they were. People came to America long, long before Germain came here as Christopher Columbus. There were lots of visitors as well as the native inhabitants. In fact, there is this story in Iceland that they were here, also Scots, Celts, and Chinese people. But Jesus got around all over the place when he was young. Mother Mary was his guru, as is every woman the guru for her children. Mm -hmm. Many women seem to have forgotten or lost sight of that fact, not as a judgment, but as an observation that women are the gurus for the future. They are the people who have the most influence on children when they're young. So Mother Mary had taken on the task of being the first guru of Jesus. Then as time went on, he did his journeys and all the rest of it. I was around at that time. That's where the jokes about Luke come from. Jesus and I were actually quite good friends. I went on a lot of the travels. I was two years older. When we went uh, to Glastonbury, in what is now the UK. I was 16 and Jesus was 14. They say he was the son of God. Well, aren't we all? No argument in that. Yes, we do. His mission in that life was twofold. He came to teach us about love without condition, forgiveness, non-judgment, and healing. He became famous for the crucifixion and resurrection. But then, of course, the church took it and contorted everything and said Jesus died for you to make you feel guilty because you can keep people feeling guilty they're not empowered so it's just part of this experiment of religion really there's nothing wrong with religion except that it's a bit like the statement I made on a TV show all religion is actually a bastardization of the truth contained in every religious philosophy is the absolute truth but the way it's put over and especially translated from other languages, the truth starts to become very well hidden. Sananda's surname is Kumara. You might have heard of the Kumaras, any of those of you who have studied Hinduism. You might have heard that the Kumaras are the first created sons of Brahma, the creator. There's Sanat Kumara, the planetary logos, and the others whose names escape me now. Before Sananda came here in his Palestinian ministry, he incarnated on Venus. He's not Venusian, but he did incarnate there. And of course, the beings of Venus are very much concerned with love without conditions. We know that even in our very basic 3D philosophy, it's often said that Venus is the goddess of love. 
So that's just a bit of the background of Sananda. And what a great being he is. He's just a being full of love, full of compassion for all, for everything and everybody. And he's available for everybody to work with. I used to have a campaign, Jesus, save me from your followers. I got that one in Boulder, Colorado. What can I say? He's starting to ground his energy in me, and I'm becoming overwhelmed by the magnitude of the love that he brings with him. He's a great, really a great being. So we'll let him tell his own story. Jesus on his Palestinian ministry, channeled by John Armitage, um, Easter Sunday, 1999. I am Sananda. I am the being that is known also as Jesus the Christ. This time of year in the calendar of the beings that follow the philosophy known as Christianity is an important time. Many ones celebrate my supposed death on the cross. Mother Mary told you yesterday that my crucifixion was not something that just happened by accident. In fact, the plan had been formulated many thousands of years ago during a period of history that some of you would call known as Atlantis. During that time, I was a king, an Atlantean king. In those days, the kings were also priests and holders of the knowledge and energy. It might surprise you that also during that life, I was martyred. I was I used the word martyred in a very lighthearted way, but I was captured, taken, and killed. And guess who was the person that told them where I was hiding? It was the being that you now know as Judas. Understand that over many thousands of years, the way was prepared for the crucifixion. The school of philosophy or the philosophical knowledge of these scenes was incarnated upon the planet. Understand that these scenes originally came from the mystery schools in Egypt. The mystery schools of Egypt were founded by beings who had left Atlantis before the destruction of that continent. When I say the destruction of that continent, it's not 100% true, for at the time of the final destruction, the continent had been split into six islands. Not only do you get a religious lesson to hear, you get a historical lesson also. The scene, the knowledge of these scenes was founded, was given to them by Melchizedek. Many of you would wonder where the name Melchizedek comes from. Search the Old Testament of what is known as the Christian Bible, and you will find the name Melchizedek mentioned at least 30 times. The writings left behind by these beings are known as the Melchizedek Dead Sea Scrolls. So these scrolls have been found and decoded, but the contents are kept a secret. The contents are kept a secret by this organization that is known as the Roman Catholic Church with headquarters at the Vatican. For if the contents were made public, Christianity and its control system would be finished in a second. For all ones would know the truth about my Palestinian ministry and would say that the churches were just controllers and that they had lied about many things. The essence of my Palestinian ministry was healing based on love. I am sure that many of you know that my Palestinian ministry only lasted for a small number of years. You may ask yourselves what I did before that. And of course, if I did not die on the cross, you may ask what I did after that. When the time came for the crucifixion, myself and my inner disciples were gathered. My inner disciples were, of course, the 12. I had many more disciples than these 12. Understand that the word disciple means pupil, 
I taught many, many people the mysteries that I had learned from the Druids in England and the Sadhus in India, from the Tibetans, from the disciples of esoteric Judaism and others. Understand that I traveled and studied for many, many years and studied under many different teachers. My travel was mainly facilitated by Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph traded in metals, so he was therefore asked to, used to travel and had boats at his disposal. Many beings in this time would wonder how he managed to travel so far in these days and those days. Understand that travel was very common. And in fact, beings traveled from Europe to America, from Egypt to America, and even from Egypt to Australia. One of my constant traveling companions was Luke. I share with you that Luke was also this channel through whom I now speak, John Armitage. When we were gathered, my close disciples were afraid because I had given them information about the plan of, on my crucifixion. They decided to try and hide me out of selfishness. We were at the Garden of Gethsemane in Jerusalem, and I knew that the Romans would not find us. I gave instructions to Judas, who had again incarnated in that life, to take on the task of telling the Romans to tell them where I was so the crucifixion would take place. Many Christians conveniently forget that Judas was instructed to go and tell the Romans about myself. In fact, it is recorded by Luke and Matthew that I did give these instructions. Understand that many people were crucified in those days and many, many people survived these crucifixions. It was not the custom to pierce the human body with swords or spears during the crucifixion. Having nails driven through your hands and feet to attach you to a cross was the punishment. You were also tied onto the cross. Many ones were gotten off the cross still alive, and many survived the injuries caused by the nails. Obviously, some died from shock and infection. We had laid the plans so carefully that the crucifixion was to take place in the afternoon on a Friday. Sundown on Friday is the beginning of the Jewish Sabbath, Shabbat or Sabbath. It was against Jewish law for people to be hanging on crosses in Jerusalem during the Sabbath. So we knew I would not have to spend much time hanging there. On the cross, I took my fifth initiation. It might make you all joyful to know that you will not have to be nailed to the cross for your fifth initiation. During the time I was on the cross, an energy mandala was held by the close disciples. Also, some energy was held by my mother, by Mary Magdalene and some other female followers. This energy was held in the form of six-pointed star mandalas. These six-pointed star mandalas bring down pillars of light from the source. One thing happened that was not in the plan. Understand that all ones have free will. Because so many people were pushing toward forward in the crowd, holding their hands out to me and giving me energy, one Roman soldier in particular started to feel bad-tempered. He felt that if he killed me, the crowd would stop pushing forward. I was pierced with a spear under the ribs. Understand that through my studies with the, the priests, the holy men, and the yogis of many traditions, it was possible for me to slow down my body functions. And with the aid of many ascended masters, angels, archangels, and celestial beings, I managed to keep a thread of consciousness in the physical body. Joseph of Arimathea had already purchased the cave of what you might know as the tomb, for it was part of the plan 
that when I was taken from the cross at the beginning of the Jewish Shabbat, I would be taken to the cave and joined by Luke and many others. Many of you will not know that Luke was also a healer. He knew about ointments and crystals. On a physical level, it was his task to tend to my wounds so that they healed quickly. When they got me to the cave, the thread of consciousness left my physical body and what you 3D, 4D beings called death had taken place. The ascended and galactic masters, the angels and the archangels and some extraterrestrial beings were persuading me that it was possible to again get back into the body. The experience that I had been through was very traumatic. And even though I could keep control of my emotional body and stay focused in the love, I stated that I would use my free will and not come back to the body. If I had not come back to, into the body, the plan would have never been completed. So the others tried to persuade me even more to integrate my consciousness with the body physical. As I started to integrate with the body, it was like integrating with a cold, wet cloth. The temperature was dropping because the life force had departed. With a big effort from myself and the others, I did again integrate with the body. During this time, many of the others, Mary Magdalene and many of the other disciples, had been sent away. Joseph, Luke, Matthew, and one or two others were left. So they moved me away to another safe place and sealed up the cave. It was on a Sunday that the women came back. My body was gone and everybody thought that I had ascended. Only a small number knew what had happened. Of course, this was too much of a secret to keep. When people knew that I was still alive, everybody said that it was a miracle and the resurrection had taken place. Once the news was out that the resurrection had taken place, or what was thought to be the resurrection, it was necessary to move fast. The Jewish elders again pressed the Romans to disperse my disciples and my devotees and to kill as many of them as possible. Many were smuggled away. Under cover of darkness, they traveled to different parts of the world. As time went on, of course, everybody saw something happen that they considered to be me taking my ascension in public. This took place on a mountain in the center of Israel that you now know as the Mount Tabor. Many do not know that I did not ascend at that time. The energy that was seen, the white light that was going up in the sky accompanied by angels and archangels was the energy of Maitreya accompanied by Melchizedek and Elijah. Not many know that it was the energy of Maitreya that I used in my healing work. And many do not realize that it was the words of Maitreya that I spoke in my teachings. Understand that it was never considered that my presence on earth would lead to a massive control system and the death of millions of people in my name. I myself traveled to India after the crucifixion. There was much traffic between India and that area you know as Palestine or the Middle East in those days. There was a very well-beaten path, which many of you would know as the Silk Road. It was possible for a group of us to disguise ourselves as merchants and camel drivers, and we made the trip to India and onwards into Kashmir. In due time, Mary Magdalene joined me there after staying for a time in what is now southern France. We settled there and had children, and I taught people about the light, love, and healing. That physical body is buried in Kashmir. For those of you that might feel you need to prove this, go to Kashmir and you will find a tomb of Jesus.
Many of the other disciples and followers went in different directions and shared their knowledge too. Many ask me, Jesus, Jesus, how will people know that we are teachers? My reply to them is the same as my reply to all teachers. Ones will know you by your love and by your actions. Some of you may wonder why I did not ascend after the crucifixion. I did not ascend because I had one trait in my character that I needed to get over. The energy of martyrdom was in my consciousness. I had volunteered twice for martyrdom. Because of this, I felt I needed to work more things out on planet Earth. I did not take my ascension until my next life. In my next life, I was known as Apollonius of Tiana. During that life, I experienced a lot of persecution also because I made public many of the ancient mysteries of the mystery schools. After my ascension, most of my work, most of the knowledge of my work was destroyed. So the ordinary people could not study it and become enlightened. And what had survived then was later destroyed in the fire at the library in Alexandria. So there I give you some history of the be being known as Jesus the Christed one. It was never anticipated that the religious control system would be built around my presence upon the planet. Our plan was to spread unconditional love, non-judgment, and light. So I understand, brothers and sisters of light, that you have had a long weekend. Many changes have taken place within you. Energies have been activated. You have been given new knowledge and techniques. I encourage you to use them. Although many may feel sad by this story, you must understand that it is part of the pro progress, part of the learning, part of the whole process that the whole of humanity have gone through to bring them to this state now. And understand that even if I had died upon the cross, I would still be around. So brothers and sisters of Iceland, I give you my blessings and love. I ask you to understand that you are all Christed beings that within your genetic coding and DNA are the Christ code, and you can very easily achieve what I achieved in my Palestinian ministry. I do not suggest you should aim toward crucifixion, but spread the love and spread the light. There was one thing that happened in the hours before the crucifixion that almost meant that the crucifixion would not take place. I was the person that had to carry the cross up, to the, up the hill. It was very heavy. We had not had any sleep for a few days, and I kept dropping it. And in the end, the Russian soldier shouted at me, I don't care what your name is. If you drop that cross once more, you are out of the procession. Joke. <laughs> so, my friends, blessings to all of you, and namaste. Remember, I did not die on the cross, so do not feel guilty. <laughs>